right here in zone six edgewood that's right the real runs where it's nothing but a bunch of real niggers hanging out trying to get the bag if you will but i'm gonna tell you guys it's nothing but long clips and choppers around this bitch so if you guys come around here slipping i swear to god they're gonna put you in the grave but you guys might want to stay tuned as it's nothing Oh shit, you guys don't smell that. I'm telling you, it's a bunch of real niggers around here, but you guys gotta make sure you stay tuned with the Hood News at 6, and we'll give you much more right here on the 6, if you will. You wanna see a dead body? Instrumentals from my mama's Christmas party. Troubles on my mind. I still smell crime, my little brother crying, smokers repeatedly buying my Sega Genesis, either that or my auntie was stealing it, hit the pipe and start filling it, ooh wee, cut me some slack, we never did that, this was different, jeez Louise, please help me relax, quantum physics could never show you the world I was in, when I was 10, back when I announced this hat got you 10. Coming at you live from the Do-Rag Dungeon, I'm that boy Coop back with another regular ass episode of the Carolina Kid Podcast Rewired. This episode is brought to you by Ashy Ankles and Smelly Earringbacks. Subscribe to the Brass Intelligence anywhere podcasts are downloaded. Follow the Rod and Karen Doctrine. Leave a nice five star review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts and I'll read it on the show. Also, leave me a voice message through the host site, Anchor, and I'll add it to the show. What's up, Nick Nuggets? Um, it is New Year's Eve Eve. <laughs> and um, this will be dropping New Year's Eve. Because day number 366 is the day that we have been waiting for for 10 million years. So, <laughs> it's been 366 years. <laughs> and um, it's about time to say, fuck you, 2020. We're getting the fuck up out of here. Okay? I'm drinking a pina colada tonight. I'm getting a little fucking toasted. So, pardon the... <laughs> so, um, I'm not necessarily going to be reading too many stories, but I have some stories here. Um, I will say that I will be talking about some personal things because I feel like, man, this is shit I never talk about and I'm excited to talk about it. So I'm just going to talk about it. So, okay. So I have a confession. I am a sneakerhead. Okay. Um, I have been a sneakerhead for 15 plus years. Um, I think the first time that I realized that I was a sneakerhead, um, was when I was 13. Well, actually, no, take it back more than that, more than that. Let's say 19 years, almost 20 years, bro. I was 11 years old, 12 years, 11, 12 years old. Um, I got a pair of Air Force One, um, white on white, you know. Uh, first day of middle school, I was like, I'm fresh as fuck, stopping in my Air Force Ones. Like, I was fucking clean. I was like, um, we in it, right? And um, from then, I was like, bout it. I was bout it. I was bout it. I was bout it. Could I always afford the sneakers? Hell no. That's why it took basically till college my freshman year of college to get my first pair of jordans and that was a joyous day i wore them jordans to fucking death <laughs> to death <laughs> um and i'll get into more of those details but like the first pair of jordans i ever got i was what a toddler and um they were olympic sevens and they were like the originals they were the ogs they were not retros they were the original um olympic sevens and they were like little toddler size you know so that was some of the first jordans i ever got um uh, th no the first jordans i ever got um so the first i ever bought um were actually laker sixes and if you don't know what the laker sixes look like they're um a black 
um, New Buck Upper with um, Lakers gradient colored stitching all around it. And I was like, this is the closest I'm going to get to the Kobe fucking Kobe fucking retro Jordan. That's the closest I'm going to get to it right now. That's close. I, that's, I was thinking that all day. And <clears throat> I got them motherfuckers. I wore them to death. By the way, the Sixers are one of my favorite silhouettes of um, retro Jordan. Um, it is just a comfortable ass shoe. It is a beautiful silhouette. Um, and yeah, I was just like. I rocked them for four or five years and like a lot. I beat the shit out of them and eventually I had to let the things go. Um, and the reason why I got those is because the same year, the shoe that I just bought was not available. Um, and it was the Jordan 13 Flint colorway, the Flint gray colorway, which is a classic, um, Jordan that I always loved. Um, that hell, as a as a as a five year old, I saw a nigga with he got games on, and I was like, "What are those?" <laughs> and I lost my shit, and I was like, I went to the finish line. I was like, "I want them," and they were they were like never like they were all gone. They were always gone. Niggas on the playground at the damn Sunshine House had the flyest fucking sneakers, and I just I was. I was too late to it. I was like, what are those, though, bro? I was like, what are those, you know? Um, but yeah, like, I finally <laughs> have a pair of Jordans that I always wanted. It has been 10 years. You're like, nigga, what took you so long, man? Life. <laughs> Life. <laughs> and plus, I go through my little phases where I like, I wear different types of shoes, right? So, I wear everything, right? I don't just, I don't discriminate. I wear regular Nikes. I wear Jordans. I wear Asics. I wear Reeboks. I wear Adidas. I wear everything, right? Sock, Sockonies. You know, I have a pair of Sockonies right now sitting, sitting, sitting over there. But um, yeah, like it's everything. So I don't discriminate. And I was like, bruh, I hold Jordans to such a fucking high ass stand. I'm like, nigga, this is my holy grail. Like, like when I got the package today, I was sitting here like, I got a package. I got a package. I got my baby shoes. I'm going to lick them now. I'm going to lick them up. I'm going to lick them like the nigga up in the commercial. I'm going to lick them like Fat Joe. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't lick my sneakers. I smell the inside if they're new. And that's it's something about that smell. It's like you know when niggas smell gas gasoline before they change that shit. That that, that is the exact same feeling. I, I was like, oh, <laughs> like it was like, damn, you smell so good. But um, yeah, like the excitement is unmatched. And people are like, nigga, why have you not ever like why have you not bought them in so long, man? Life, okay life <laughs> life and i may her may not have um took a strong eye to another pair so um yeah i'm <laughs> there's a pair of um sixes that i think completely flew under the radar because hype beasts are not on it and in my in 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 in, in people like me who are like i like everything 
if it's dope, it's dope. That's me. You know, I don't I don't follow the hype because I am not buying no off whites. I am not buying no Yeezys and I am not buying no Travis Scott shoes because they too fucking expensive. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm not following the hype train. OK, I, I take that back for the Yeezys. I might get the Yeezys because I heard they were comfortable. Um, But other than that, yeah, it's a no for me. But um, yeah, like there is um this colorway. And by the way, I, I'm the type of person that likes the stories behind shoes. Like I like, um, you know that it's related to an athlete who I think is phenomenal, or it's it's related to a time, you know, or, or an iconic event. That's why Jordans have specific colorways that are marveled as amazing fucking shoes it's the same with like kobe like kobe's shoes have skyrocketed because he's died so i'm almost at the point where i'm like i don't even want to buy them you know um it's more of like just well shit i mean them shits was dirt cheap <laughs> when he was alive you know but um you know it, it, it it's more of like oh there's a dope story behind these shoes I like it. Like, okay, so the shoes that I've been eyeing are like, uh, they're called the Jordan 6 Tinkers. So there's a retro Jordan, right? But in a colorway that's not like an OG colorway, it's 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 a new colorway where it's based off of a shoe. By the way, the Jordan 6s are a shoe that Tinker Hatfield designed, but it's, it has a colorway from another shoe, another iconic shoe that Tinker Hatfield designed the SC trainer twos and if you know what those are those are the Bo Jackson shoes which are fucking iconic and the colorway looks good on the shoe right but hype beasts are like yeah I don't like it and I'm like well I fucking like it and these shoes are selling way under retail way 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 under retail okay so retail is 190 for those shoes right it's really low right now i'm just telling you like a really good used pair can set you back like a really nice never worn used pair can set you back way under retail and i'm not even gonna tell you it's just way under retail like so um i've been eyeing them okay i've been looking at them i'll be like oh i want to dance with you because you sick but uh, yeah um i've been eyeing them and i'm like man that's what that's what really it, it's it's all about like do you just like the story behind them? Do you like what they're about? Like, I like Dunks, but I don't really have any like that, right? Dunks are more than Jordans right now. There are some of my favorite Dunks are selling for ridiculous prices. And there are other ones where I'm like, I just like that colorway and they're like dirt cheap. So, you know, I just think that, you know, get what you like, <laughs> But there's people who are gonna chase the hype and re you know it's turned into a reseller's market, you know, a reseller thing. Niggas is like, man, I'm getting shoes so I can flip them and make more money and get what I really want, or it's other things where it's like, yeah, I'm just trying to get all the money. And that's not really what I think about when I think about sneakers. I just think about stories, I think about memories, I can make my own memories with them. I can, you know, you, there's memories that go with the stories that came with the colorways. It's just a lot of cool shit. It's nerdy shit. <laughs> Be real, it's fucking nerdy as shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I fucked with it. And on this note, um, before I get into the other news, um, let's take a break.
Welcome back, Nick Nuggets. Um, so we were talking about sneakers before. Um, but I wanted to carry on some a news story that ties into this. So Master P and Baron Davis are looking to acquire Reebok for two point four billion dollars. Um, and there's an article on Hypebeast that kind of details like what's going on with this so master b and baron davis could purchase reebok for 2.4 billion us dollars adidas is reportedly looking to finalize a sale by march 2021 um according to reports hip-hop mogul master p and former nba all-star baron davis are in talks to buy reebok the reports go on to note that the duo could acquire the iconic footwear brand from Adidas for $2.4 million. Um, speaking to Forbes, Masterpiece said, as we focus on turning Reebok into a lifestyle brand, not just a basketball brand, our most important initiative will be put will be to put back money into the community that builds this company. Um, Master P and Davis aim to give smaller footwear companies a chance to be distributed by Reebok and offer a platform for African-Americans to own a piece of the athletic footwear apparel pie. That's amazing. And I will say this, um, the history of Master P shoes has not necessarily been good. <laughs> Master P has been the bobo, the bobo been, the bobo, the let me stop his shoes were always in payless and people really clown him for his shoes but he was an entrepreneur like doing what he was doing man like a lot of people would not ever wear his shoes um or at least admit it right and reebok to me has like iconic shoes even more so like with the the iverson shoes like the questions and the answers and a lot of his shoes that he's so basically iverson is the jordan of reebok and to push him out of this if i hope they i hope they keep him in there because i want a pair of questions bad i want i want some bad okay they are always affordable by the way questions are easy to get okay not that hard to get if you want like the like they even got the bbc ice cream ones the bbc ice cream low um questions which i ain't gonna lie i kind of fuck with those um but there's a lot of like there's a lot of them you can get easily um i almost got a pair of iversons like a long time ago and i was like no let me get air maxes i'm, I'm gonna get the air maxes I'm, I'm gonna get the air maxes and i end up getting a pair of air max no, I ended up getting a pair of... What did I get? What did I get? No, I got Adidas. I got Adidas. <laughs> I got Adidas NMDs. <laughs> I got NMDs. Um, but, yeah, like, I still think those shoes are more legendary. But, yeah, you hope. You hope that they hang on to, like, the, the flagpole that Reebok has. But it's good that they're doing stuff for the black community, and it's going to be a black-owned business? Nigga. I'm be I'm, I would be wearing some shit, but it better be it better they better keep the questions. <laughs> the questions are like one of my favorite Reeboks ever. Please don't get rid of them. Um, the latest news of Adidas looking to sell the brand it acquired 15 years ago comes after a Q2 earnings report that revealed revenue generated by Reebok was down 42 percent amidst the coronavirus pandemic. 
Reports are noting that Adidas aims to finalize a sale by March 2021 with China's Anta Sports and the VF Corporation, which owns Timberland, Vans, and the North Face, also vying to own Reebok. Um, in case you missed it, uh, Daniel Arsham recently revealed his Philly customized Dior Air Jordan 1 hot. Nigga, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Niggas is not buying Dior Jordans. This shit's just $10,000. Anyway, um... So, to our flagship segment, the cautionary tale of Dwayne Haskins. We shall dwell upon it. <laughs> we shall dwell on it. So, um, if y'all don't know who Dwayne Haskins is, um, let me refill y'all in on this. Um, so... Dwayne Haskins is a quarterback for the Washington football team, right? And um, he was drafted last year um, as a first-round pick. He, I think it was the number 15 pick in the draft. And um, he was basically selected to be a franchise quarterback, right? And um, um, that shit did not turn <laughs> or pan out in that way. So, Dwayne Haskins may not go down as one of the worst draft busts in NFL history, but that is largely a matter of only ranking. With his release Monday, yes, he's been released. A week after photos surfaced of a maskless Haskins at a birthday party in violation of the league's COVID-19 protocols, less than 24 hours after he was benched during an abysmal performance Sunday, Haskins completed a remarkably remarkably rapid collapse from local boy made good to profound disappointment and became an indictment of the culture that existed in Washington's football team when he was drafted 15th overall just 20 months ago this damn team is cursed by the way my team beat them on sunday um is that something to be proud of not really but but i just thought i should share that with you niggas um (laughs) haskins release was not much of a surprise only the timing he was fined forty thousand dollars and stripped of his capitancy 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 (laughs) capitancy um after the party photos emerged his second violation of the COVID 19 protocol uh, but the washington football team had few other viable options for a starting quarterback last week with the nfc east championship on the line and alex smith injured <laughs> man alex smith let me tell you this nigga just being able to walk makes him like comeback player of the year okay he just gotta walk on the field boom Everybody's like, comeback player of the year, comeback player of the year, comeback player of the year. Niggas is talking about like renaming the award after Alex Smith because of what that man went through. If y'all ain't seen that 30 for 30, I think it is a 30 for 30 or is it a, a, it's an E60. It's an E60 where they go through like Alex Smith's entire like injury and um, how many surgeries he had. Um, I mean, it, it is gruesome. But it lets you know the severity of what that man went through. And good God, I hope that damn E60 wins an Emmy. Because shit, Alex Smith went through a lot. But anyway, sidebar. Haskins struggled mightily in 20... In, in <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm seeing the headline. Haskins struggled mightily in Sunday's 20th to 13th loss to the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> 
turning the ball over three times before getting benched in favor of Taylor Heineke, who hadn't thrown an NFL pass in two years, but performed much better than Haskins when given the chance. Ain't that some shit? Um, the arc then became a familiar one in the NFL. The headache Haskins was creating off the field were no longer worth putting up with when he wasn't helping on the field. Patience runs out often in the NFL. Rarely, though, does it expire this quickly for a quarterback, especially a first-rounder. Uh, Haskins appeared in just seven games this season, with seven interceptions in his last five starts. Damn. Damn. Uh, <laughs> let's just say he got about doo-doo shit. <laughs> got about doo-doo shit. <laughs> um, so, Washington lost each of those five games, finishing with a 3-10 and record over two years with Haskins as the team starter. Hey, basically, if that nigga on the field, you're going to lose. <laughs> like, that's just how that shit going to work. So Haskins has been denoted twice to third string within this season. That's crazy. How you get demoted twice to third string? You were third string starting out, and it was like, all right, we're we going we to elevate him. We're going to elevate him. All right. Then he fucks up again. He's like, ah, you're third string again. Fuck it. <laughs> like, he, nigga, you got to be fucking up major. <laughs> like, that's bad. Um, so, and Coach Ron Rivera, charged with changing and cleansing the culture in a long, toxic organization, had no ties to Haskins. Haskins was drafted by the previous regime. Over the reported objections of the football decision makers, in part, reports indicated because Haskins was a favorite of the owner, Dan Snyder, who is one of the worst owners in the NFL. Like, he is absolutely shit, booty butt ass. Um... <clears throat> Haskins went to high school in Merlin. Uh, I'm going to say Merlin. <laughs> Haskins went to high school in Merlin with Snyder's son. So they know each other. So it's like, oh, yeah, uh, buddy, buddy. Yeah, my son's friend. I'm going to be his owner. Like, no, <laughs> this shit is dumb. Uh, when Snyder raced down to the locker room in the middle of a game after Haskins got hurt last season, <clears throat> the image of the young quarterback as teacher's pet was set particularly because neither Rivera nor his predecessor, Jay Gruden, ever sounded enthusiastic about Haskins' play. So let's be honest. This is a failure of Dan Snyder. Um, this has nothing to do with those coaches. They didn't want his ass. But Snyder was like, no, 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 no. He's ours. Like, when I saw Dwayne Haskins, I was like, this nigga is not even a first-round situation. He is definitely at least a second or third. And, um, yeah. It looks just like another failure from Dan Snyder. This is some bullshit, bro. This be the this be the bullshit. This be the biggest bullshit. Um, but yeah, Haskins was certainly responsible for much of his demise. Um, at six foot four, two hundred and thirty pounds, the former Ohio State quarterback was considered a potential top ten prospect who had finished third in twenty eighteen Heisman Trophy vote before declaring for the NFL draft. He was so highly regarded. That, that, that a segment of fans and media excoriated the New York Giants for selecting Daniel Jones over Haskins. I'm just going to be real with you. Daniel Jones looks like a, a much better pick than he was. And that's not saying a lot. Um, <laughs> that's really not saying a lot. Um, <clears throat> but Haskins' um, pre preparation habits were questioned almost immediately in his rookie season. His rookie season. And in his breaching of the COVID-19 protocols designed to keep him and his teammates safe. By the way, he has a coach that has cancer. 
cancer. Um, <coughs> and available to play this season suggested that his maturity and leadership skills are badly lacking. That is especially damning for a quarterback because particularly, particularly Washington is surprisingly in position to win the division still. Let me tell you this damn division. This division is the death of everyone. They're like, who wants to win the NFC least? Yes, you heard me right. The NFC least, <laughs> not the NFC East, the NFC least. They are always in these positions. I don't know what's wrong with this division, but don't nobody ever win no damn games in this damn division. Everybody's shitty. And, and 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 the least shitty just tends to just fucking get pushed into the fucking playoffs. Now they got an extra fucking playoff slot in the NFC and AFC now. So it's like uh, one more motherfucking team that really don't need to be there is gonna be there. <clears throat> but yeah, this is wild. This is some wild shit. Dwayne Haskins. Um, it's been it was some shit with Dwayne Haskins. You know, it, it just it's. It just it was not a pretty it just not a pretty penny like not a pretty picture not a pretty story it, it, it's uglier than a really bad kind of broken like it just it's like it just it's it, it's it's like chafing with no talcum powder like it, it I, this shit don't make no damn sense but it is absolutely a travesty of epic proportions and it doesn't get any better like. So, mm, let, let's talk about this first. The Carolina Panthers are among teams that are interested in Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> yes, yes, my team is fucking interested in them. I don't want them. Okay, first of all, as a Carolina Panthers fan, I don't want them. <laughs> Y'all don't need them. Y'all do not need him. Okay, Teddy Bridgewater is struggling with his own damn shit. <laughs> they are barely winning when they do win, and 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 they can't. They can't fucking win a game, and they and 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 they're so damn close. Like I'm sitting here, like you could have won eight games this year, <laughs> eight games this year. I'm sitting here like, bro, I know two games that you definitely could have won, like definitely couldn't have won. But it's it's so many that I'm like, you could have won all of these. We don't need Dwayne Haskins in that room. <laughs> we, we don't need him in there. What type of bullshit is that? <laughs> Excuse me. Well, that is the ice that came with my pina colada. So, um, <clears throat> a really um shocking thing that I saw with Dwayne Haskins, um, that happened like a year ago, last year. So, <clears throat> GQ has this um, they have this 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 series. GQ Sports, more specifically, because it's, it's a different portion of Gentlemen's Quarterly. GQ Sports has this series where athletes talk about spending their first million. And I'm like, Dwayne Haskins is a rookie. And he's talking about how he spent his first million. I'm like, I am already like, nigga, the fuck? <laughs> you are a rookie. They don't make that much money. And um, Dwayne Haskins talks about, you know, buying his mama car, uh, um, uh, buying his mama house, I'm sorry, buying himself a really expensive car and and money wise you know athletes really tend to go broke a lot you know a lot of them have like so many worldly possessions that they buy so quickly because a lot of them come from backgrounds that are not necessarily full of money you know um and 
there's not any there's no there's no necessary uh i won't necessarily say that there's race even tied to it it's all of like it could be a lot of these people it, and 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 <clears throat> i'm not gonna tie race to it um there's a problem with you know how much money he spent he spent bro like he wasn't performing really good by the time i saw this and i was like man i don't think he should have spent that much money like who am i to judge right he's like i gotta i don't know if he even said he had a financial advisor or anything but he was spending money so damn frivolously i was like bro this is only your first million <laughs> this is only your first million you spending all this damn money um and it just bothered me man it gave me anxiety bro like because i know like I try to be really good with the money that I do earn, right? And um, seeing people who have like way more money spend it even way more like frivolously, it bothers me. And I'm like, y'all niggas don't know what y'all doing to y'all. Like, save, save, save. Like this nigga bought a Bentley Bentayga. That is a $300,000 car. <laughs> you do not need no damn Bentley Bentayga. Like... <clears throat> If I had that much money, and and I know, I know, I know, people are like, nigga, you just said you suck at sourpuss. You're a sourpuss. I'm like, bro, I will buy a car that's like 60k, something that is reliable enough for me to get from point A to point B, but still enjoy it when I get from point A to point B. Not something so ridiculous that it depreciates by hundreds of thousands of dollars in five years. Like it's, it just sounds ridiculous to me. And I see that with a lot of athletes on this channel for the GQ, GQ sport. There are some that I'm like, yo, this guy is really smart about his money. He is investing shit so he can make money for, you know, he can go let the money make money for him. Like it's some athletes that are doing that shit and that are really smart with that. But it's others like Dwayne Haskins that made me go like, nigga, what are you doing? <laughs> like, nigga, what are you doing? Um, yeah, it just bothered me. Um, and um, there was also also a situation where Booger McFarlane um said something that I didn't necessarily agree with <laughs> okay I didn't necessarily agree with his take on um Dwayne Haskins being cut and his antics and whatnot you know there was a line that I I believe he crossed that I was not feeling and um give me a second but here it is Team's response to young to young quarterbacks. Everything that the Washington football team put on film this year, they didn't respond mm. well to their uh, second year quarterback. So and let me get back to a guy not being ready. When you coming out of college, and, I, and it's crazy that I've been watching football this long. When you see guys, Adam, that that decide to leave college early, the one, the number one thing you you expect them to have, you expect them to have the knowledge and expect them to have the maturity. And and, and it's not you know that you're coming into this game as as, as a grown man. You still have a little little yeah. kid in you. Yes. But when I look at Dwayne Haskins, I did see a lot of youth in him and didn't see and I did see that he was not ready to be in the national football game. He admitted in his statement after Washington released him that he needed to grow up and learn from this. And when we think back on his time in Washington. By the way, before I even like say anything else um or, or go any further, that was ran uh that was that was like Randy. That would that <laughs> that was right <ran> <laughs> That was Randy Moss, okay, and 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 Adam Schefter. They sound really reasonable about the situation, but Bug about to get into his spiel, and um, this way I go, wait, what? What do we remember? 
took a selfie with the fans yes. before the game was over. Two COVID violations this year with a head coach who's <clears throat> battling cancer, irresponsible. And again, that's what he basically accomplished in Washington now on the street. You know, unfortunately, I've seen this too many times. Played in the NFL almost a decade. You played a long time. We've been around it for a long time. And oftentimes, young players, especially, and I'm going to go here, especially young African-American players, because they make up 70% of this league. They come into this league and they ask themselves the wrong thing. They come into the league saying not, how can I be a better player? They don't say, how can I be a better teammate? They don't say, how can I be better, a better person? How can I get my organization over the hump? Here's what they come in saying. They come in saying, how can I build my brand better? Okay, um, th this way I was like, okay, first of all, Booger, you generalizing niggas. <laughs> you generalize, you like, we're African American players. Well, how can I build my brand? This nigga just sound old as shit and get off my lawny. Okay, he didn't have to say all this. He just had to say, I'm just disappointed in how Dwayne Haskins handled himself. And I thought he would be a little bit more mature. But no, 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 no. He had to generalize like all younger athletes because building your brand is something that is tied to being uh, a failure or being or being something that's bad no football players are in the league for very short periods of time it's called nfl not for long for a reason okay niggas careers be lasting three four years okay one presidential term okay and most of these niggas are not in the league after said period of time so i'm not even like that fucking bothered by the fact that people who are in the league want to build their brand because these niggas is trying to find new ways of income however that individual Dwayne Haskins he has done everything wrong like everything wrong you know he has not been about like there are athletes who build their brands and are actually good at what they do and are good team players, but they have to make sure that they can make money after football. Dwayne Haskins don't give a fuck about football. <laughs> he don't give a fuck about football. He 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 ain't even thinking about after football. He ain't thinking about during football. He ain't but he ain't thought about that shit at all. So yeah, Booger, you you wrong here, but I could carry on. How can I build my social media following better? How can I work out on Instagram and show everybody that I'm ready to go, but when I get to the game, I don't perform? Dwayne Haskins, unfortunately, is not the first case that I've seen like this. Yes. It, and, and it won't be the last. And it, it bothers me because a lot of it is the young African-American player. They come in and they don't take this as a business. It is still a game to them. They look at it as it's football. It's a football, right. man. This is a billion dollar business. Yes. It's billions of dollars. They pay up. Okay. I think he is completely underestimating what these athletes, because he, when you generalize and shit like that, like that shit pisses me off. That shit pisses me off. And a lot of these guys are un have understood that it is a business. But Dwayne Haskins is one individual that just completely missed the boat. He did not get it at all. And um, yeah, Booger, you can't be generalizing younger niggas. He just sound like an old ass fucking I NFL player that's like, rum, 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 get off my lawn. Like, that's how that motherfucker sound. And Booger. I be liking some of the stuff Booger do. I ain't gonna lie. I kind of like him sometimes, right? But this is where I have to be like, yeah, you wrong, bro. You you, you wrong. And um, 
I'm not necessarily a fan of what he said there, you know. Um, I don't know if, um, you know, um, Randy Moss is in that same boat. I, I think Randy Moss almost sounds a little more reasonable, but um, they are old. So <laughs> there's there's a difference um, because, hey, they got their own problems, both of them. So I could say anything at this point, right? But I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Um, on that note, um, let's take a break. And it's time for that final stretch. We almost out of this motherfucker. So into some non-sports and non-shoe news. <laughs> um, the second stimulus check uh, apparently is coming, but we're not necessarily sure as to how much. Um, is it $600? Is it $1,200? Que pasa? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so um, second stimulus check. IRS says $600 payments are on now on their way, but how soon is now? And I'm like, $600? Well, well, I, don't, I don't know if that's accurate. Millions of Americans are eagerly awaiting their second stimulus checks of $600 for each eligible adult and child. And the IRS on Tuesday um, said it has started to distribute the checks via direct deposit that evening, a process that will extend into the next week. The tax agency added that it is mailing paper checks on December 30th to people who don't have their bank account info on file with the IRS. But even so, the timeline leaves many people wondering when exactly the check will land in their accounts, especially as the IRS website for checking one's payment status is unavailable. Ain't this about a bitch? <laughs> ain't, ain't this about a bitch? Don't nobody know. I'm just going to say this. Everybody will magically get... Some people still never got their checks, by the way. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not going to get into that. I, I'm just I'm just going to tell y'all it's been some fuckery. So um, all my news in and out this episode is going to be black as fuck and, and, and powerful as fuck. Because negative shit be just, I don't know, infiltrating the fuck out of everything this year. <laughs> so let's get to it. Um, Queen Charlotte may have been black. What? According to the Griot, um, before Bridgeton... Um, Queen Charlotte may have been black. Yeah. Yeah. You heard right. Black. Like blackity black. Like real black. Like not regular black, but 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 black. <laughs> black. Bridgeton. Oh not Bridgeton. Bridgerton. I've never seen this show, by the way. Um uh, Bridgerton, Netflix's first original show from Shondaland. Woo, Shonda Rhimes. Um has captured the world by storm becoming a trending topic on twitter in its debut weekend alone um fans and critics alike have praised the series for its on-screen diversity specifically in, in casting black actress golda rochevelle um as the queen um but according to history queen charlotte may have been black during her reign after all ain't that some shit <laughs> according to the washington post some historians believe that queen charlotte who is this fan favorite character or who this fan favorite character is based on may have been britain's first black queen 
Wow. According to history, Charlotte was 17 years old when she came to England and married King George III, only six hours after arriving in London. Charlotte was a German princess who was the youngest daughter of Duke Karl Ludwig Frederick of Mecklenburg-Sterlitz and Princess Elizabeth Albertine of saxe hidelberg gaussen So, if y'all don't know any North Carolina history, um, Charlotte, North Carolina was named after this woman. So, you telling me the biggest city in my state is named after a black woman? A historically royal black woman? Oh, nigga. Nigga, nigga we about to run with this motherfucking shit. We, we about to run with this motherfucking shit. Down the fucking street. On to the next corner, nigga. This shit is wild. But to add more fucking context to it, historian Mario de Valdez y Cocom has argued for years. Years. That Queen Charlotte was of African descent. A 2009 piece in The Guardian highlighted Valdez's claims, stating that the queen was directly descended from a black branch of the Portuguese royal family, related to Margarita de Castro y Sousa, a 15th century, a 15th century, 15th century Portuguese noblewoman nine generations removed, whose ancestry she traces from the 13th century ruler Alfonso III and his lover Madragana whom Valdez takes to have been a Moor, thus a black African. Uh, according to Valdez, who began researching the queen after he moved to Boston in 1967, the queen's official portraits are visibly African. He also discovered that the queen was honored in British colonies by black people who were convinced from her portraits and likeness on coins that she had African ancestry. Nigga, that's amazing. Oh, the namesake of the biggest city in my favorite state in the world. Not not only in the country, but in in, in the world. So, um, so you telling me Charlotte, North Carolina, is named after a black woman, a royal black woman? That that boggles my mind. That makes me so happy. That makes me so damn happy. The Queen City is black. I mean, it just solidifies it. And I think certain people should not tear down that history. Um, Cause that place is being gentrified like a motherfucker. Um, so please stop gentrifying Charlotte because black people are um, descendant of black people that were named after this place. Period. <laughs> period. Period. I'm gonna start saying that instead of perido or period. I'm gonna say period. <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too lit. I'm too lit right now. The alcohol is in me, but, um, our last story for the day um, is something that happened while I was on my little break. Um, so black people's superpowers <laughs> have been activated through an update. Yes, that's right. You know, like um, the, the Tesla cars, you know, you know, they push through the update. You know, you'd be like, oh, when I'm getting an update, nigga, when I get an update. So um, The Root has an article about it. Um, an open letter to black people about your upcoming superpowers. Yes, this was as of 1217. 2020 um dear prospective super negroes as i like to say um purveyors of super niggatry um <laughs> now you should have received your certified letter informing you that people of african descent will receive superpowers on december 21st when jupiter and saturn align for the first time in nearly 400 years <laughs> according to researchers at the university of twitter this will unlock the melanated magic in people 
Yes, black people. Uh, granted, <laughs> y'all niggas thought I was serious, right? Y'all think y'all niggas thought I was serious. Granting them never before seen gifts beyond the ability to clap on beat and resist dumping artichokes into potato salad. <laughs> oh man, these are like these these Twitter references are greatness. Um, <clears throat> before this occurs, we wanted to prepare you for this glorious day, as well as a few uh, out of best uh, practices for this operating system update. To do this, the National Institute. For genetic gifts and astronomic superpowers niggas <laughs> assembled a panel of experts which includes jerome jamal jenkins jr j squared or jj squared as they would like to say became the first documented time traveler in 1943 when his mother early eventually slapped him into next week <laughs> yasmin james a former mcdonald's employee who became an instructor at the dora milaje school of wishing a motherfucker would <laughs> this is so damn good Adrienne Banford Norris, the Red Table Talk co-host, is neither an immortal goddess or an ageless vampire. Either way, we needed her advice. Dr. Greg Carr, the law professor, history scholar, and chair of Howard University's Afro-American Studies Department, is just smart as fuck. <laughs> smart AF. Uh, Raven the Science Maven. We commissioned the science, the scientific spitter and self-proclaimed big old geek to freestyle a scientific explanation. Marshawn Lynch. We have long suspected that Beast Mode is an actual superhero. However, he claimed he only joined our panel so he wouldn't get fined. I love it. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, by the way, um, like I said, I am a detector um, before niggatry happens. That's why I have super niggatry. Super niggatry is detecting niggatry before it even occurs. Unfortunately, my, my super niggatry powers were not activated until... <laughs> December 21st of this year so I could not detect that the niggatry was too fucking immense to be like I don't know 2020 being 2020 <laughs> on that note y'all it's been real and uh visit Greenwood Bank's website to support a black business to support a black bank and as always thank you <laughs>